Hello, and welcome to another Expert Insights show. Each show, your host, Donna Hansen, interviews an expert on the latest trends, ideas, philosophies, and approaches that impact on productivity, performance, and profit, both in business and personally. And now, here's your host, Donna Hansen. Hello, and welcome to the Expert Insights show. I'm Donna Hansen. Our Expert Insights show is designed to give professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and achievement both in business and personally. We all know that these days it's often hard to find time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Our Expert Insights show are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you to keep you up on current trends. In this Expert Insights show, we speak with an expert in memory management, speed reading, motivation and success. He's also Singapore's only Grand Master of Memory. His name? is Nishant Kasibatlar. Kasi Butler. We did we practiced that beforehand and that didn't work for me. But before we meet Nishant, let me tell you a little bit about him. Nishant is a professional speaker, corporate trainer and author. He is a Guinness record holder 2011 and has worked with organizations such as Oracle, American Express, Qatar Airways and Patronus, delivering presentations that are mesmerizing, memorable and message driven. He has over two decades of experience and has worked with companies, schools, students and individuals in over 19 countries and five continents. Today we're speaking with Nishant about strategies to boost your focus, memory and productivity. Hello Nishant, I apologize. That's no <laughs> problem. No problem at all. This is so great to be on the show. <laughs> it's great to have you Nishant. Um, how did you become a grand master of memory? I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't something you thought about as you're growing up, or, no. or was it? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was not actually. You're right. Um, I mean, there's something which is called as the World Memory Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go there and there's a specific criteria that you need to attain. Uh, I mean, when I was uh, a grandmaster at that time, I had to memorize uh, a thousand digit number in one hour. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I had to memorize a sequence of uh, seven decks of playing cards. Uh, all shuffle, uh, the sequence of all these seven decks. And finally, I had to also memorize one deck of shuffle playing cards, a sequence of it in less than three minutes. So that's how you become a grandmaster. Oh, wow. wow. And and what, what drove you towards that? Did you have a burning desire to get into the uh, Guinness uh, record books or uh, was actually, it a, a threat from a, a sibling? Actually, it's not, none of those. The real <laughs> reason was I was driven to actually overcome my memory problems because growing up as a kid i really had a terrible memory so right now i might have broken a guinness record in memory but when i was a teenager i actually used to have a guinness record on forgetting (laughs) 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 so that's that's how bad things were so when i knew that hey you could do something to improve your learning ability to improve your memory so i just uh, you know went deep dive and then i learned these techniques i experimented them And when I learned about the World Memory Championship, I said, okay, you know, I'm I'm going to really uh, up my game and see what I can do. And that's how the whole story started. Wow. 
that is no. just so so interesting and in- inspiring. I'm sure um, I know our listeners, if they're anything like me, there's times where you meet people and you go, oh, I know, where do I know you from? Or you run into somebody when you're out at the supermarket or out with your family and you go, I know your face, but I just can't remember your name. I'm guessing you rarely, if ever, have experiences like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I still do, uh, but not as many as most people do. Uh, because, <laughs> because I mean, as you know, in, in the kind of work that we do, uh, we meet like hundreds of people in a week. So obviously, it's a little daunting to be able to remember everyone's name for me in my life right now. But I still try to manage. But yeah, I could say that, you know, right now, I don't have as much of a problem that I used to in the past. Uh, in, so Nishan, in your experience, is it is having a better memory and focus something that's generational? You know, the Gen Ys and Millennials seem to be so much better at it. Or is that just me because I'm not in either of those categories? Um, well, I mean, I I really don't think it's uh, generational anything like that because it's pure psychology. Uh, if you if you if you look at you know how your brain works, it's psychology, and I think uh, it's the same. The challenges are still the same. And if at all, I would say that the millennials, actually, they might have a bigger issue when it comes to focusing mm-hmm. uh, because they, they might actually have more problems than what people in the previous generations had because right now the kind of distractions and interruptions that people have to go through are, are 10 times or maybe 100 times more than what I used to uh, deal with when I, in, in, my, in my time. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say millennials, they, they might actually have more problem dealing with uh, focus, actually. Mm. Well, that is interesting. And, and, yeah, look, sometimes you look around, if, if any of our listeners have kids, you know, uh, seeing the kids and the multitasking, they, they just do so much. And I don't know, sometimes even just doing two things at once or trying to do two things at once does my head in. I guess that uh, that means there's a case for things like uh, not talking on your mobile phone when you're driving. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, actually, you know, uh, the research uh, still says the same thing, that multitasking is not a good idea. It's actually, it's not going to help people to be more productive. Yes. Uh, irrespective of what the person may think, but the fact is, a single tasking is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So, why is memory and focus so important in business today? Do you think, Nishan? Well, uh, Donna, this is how I see because in today's world, people think that, hey, you know what? I have a mobile phone. I have access to the computers. I have access to the internet. So, why is there a need for me to learn anything? Because whenever I want, I can really access the information just like that. Mm, fair that's enough. Yeah, I mean, that's what many people think. But mm. it is true that you can definitely access. But in reality, that may not always be possible or it may, or it may not always be feasible. For example, let's say you went to a networking event and, you, and in that situation, you simply can't rely on technology to mm. help you remember the names of people you meet. And we all can agree that remembering names is a very important business skill and you have to rely only on your brain power to be able to do that. Mm. Well, that's just one thing. Uh, let's say uh, at a work situation. So let's say if you're working on a process or a project, it's a very good idea to remember the steps or the components of the process without having to look into your computer every time you need it. And uh, if you can do that, you know, it's going to make you more productive. And also, I believe that in today's world, one of the most important things uh, that is to really thrive and succeed is to be a lifelong learner. And that actually means that you need to know how to learn, you need to know how to retain, and you need to know how to recall whenever you need it without actually having to 
look for you know internet or computers for you to access information so i think that's the reason why memory is so important in today's world Mm, absolutely, and I think a number of pieces there. Uh, you mentioned process. You mentioned retain and recall. You know, yeah. after a while, some of the everyday tasks that we do, and I, I draw on driving as the most common uh, one. That often we do them. Uh, they're innate. They're uh, what is it? Is it unconscious competence? We know how to do something. We don't actually have to think about it to do it. So yeah. you see actually, that. Yeah. If, yeah, you see that if you're driving. You know, you drive yes. somewhere and you get there and you go, I can't remember how I got here, but you know you got there. That's true. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Unconscious competence, that's right, yeah. So, and, and lifelong learning, definitely. I was um, I was with a, a girlfriend interstate a couple of months ago and she was saying uh -huh. to me her son has just started high school and he was saying, um, why do they have to learn stuff? They should be born with uh, with everything you're ever going to need. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that be nice? It reminded me of the Keanu Reeves um, uh -huh. movie, The Matrix, and I think oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, technology and this and productivity with technology. And I, I often joke with people as I hold up a USB stick, wouldn't it be great if everything you ever needed to know about Word or Excel or everything was on this <laughs> stick and you could just plug it into the back of your head when you needed it? And yeah. I mean, in, a, in the ideal world, but where's the fun, fun in that? Not that learning is necessarily fun, but it can be, can't it? It can be, it can. I mean, there are, there are ways of how you can make learning fun. And also it is proven that if you make, if you take the steps and efforts to make learning fun, learning is going to be more easy and also it's long lasting. Mm. And I think focus in business um, yeah. and its importance, I think it's a bit of a struggle for organizations these days because, you know, that you've got open plan offices where yeah. all it needs is for somebody to walk past and they hit your visual line of sight and you're interrupted or the technology. What sort of experiences have you found with organizations? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's really, uh, that's the other thing. You know, I just talked about memory, but I believe that, uh, focus is probably one of the most important skills today mm -hmm. and at work with uh, so many distractions and interruptions if a person can develop the ability to focus 100% on any project or work that he or she is doing so they can not only get more work done but also they can produce high quality work as well so I mean towards I mean uh, as we progress into this call so I'm going to share with you some of my ideas of you know how uh, anyone can improve their memory and focus as well. Oh, super. I'm looking forward to that. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Nishan. I had to make that joke. <laughs> no, I get this all the time. So I, I bet you do. I bet you do. Um, so what's the impact of not having a good memory or not being able to focus on your own or your organization's productivity? What impact does it have? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, very interesting the way I look at it, because if you see in almost all companies in today's world, uh, the leaders, the bosses, they know the importance of training. Mm -hmm. Now, what is really unbelievable and even alarming for me is to see how many people go through such training programs, but fail to implement what they've learned. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one big reason among, of course, many others is why people can't implement is simply they don't remember what they learned at the training. Now, it's, it's proven that people forget as much as 50 to 80% of what they learn within the first 24 hours of learning it. Wow. So, I, yeah, I've seen people who, who went to, for example, how to write a better email workshop for one full day, 
the next day the emails were as bad as what they were had the day before mm. so they really not implemented the thing because that's i would say i mean irrespective of how good the trainer is if the participant is not taking measures to retain the information it's impossible for them to go to the next day and implement all that they've learned from the training program so you know not having a good memory not only costs personal efficiency but also i would say it costs the organization dollars because all the training money is really not being very effective mm. so uh, are there ways around that like are there strategies is uh, is it um, that you know that traditional full day training um, is no longer viable in in the way we learn today and the way we retain information no i would not say that uh, i mean training in all it's uh, like you know we've got half day trainings to four day trainings and I'm, i mean the methodology i think is perfectly fine uh, but you know what i would definitely see more people should be doing is take measures uh, at the end of the training you know you need to come up with certain rituals or routines to make sure that you know what you've learned at the training really sticks with you Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, I I would not say training for a training will not work. It's just that you know you need to take measures to make sure that you retain information and go for a revision right after the training or things like you know the next day when you come to the work share uh, the three best things that you learned to to a colleague. So that's um, there there are some ways of how you can make sure that you retain information. So that's that's a pretty simple strategy, really, isn't it? Just to ensure that an organisation gets return on investment, or I guess even asking somebody who goes off on a training course to come back and brief the rest of the team on what were the three things that they learned. Actually, you know what? That is that looks so obvious, but you, I mean, you'll be surprised how many people do not do that. Mm, common sense, just not common practice. it's not common practice that's true and it i think it's a wasted opportunity uh because that that two levels of advantages number one is mainly for the person who went to the training mm-hmm. you know the next day when you come back and you're doing a briefing you know you've heard this before that the best way to learn something is to teach it to others yeah yes so what you're doing is you're actually enabling the person to go through and revise his notes and you know um, make sure to take out the big three ideas that in itself makes the person to really relook at everything that he or she has learned and when that person is sharing this information that actually helps that person learn information better and of course the fringe benefit is you know the other people get the benefit as well mm. right so yeah this is such a simple thing uh, and this is what uh, i would say for people uh, who whose organizations don't have this rule this is what you could do to yourself you know you could say that you know if i go to training program if my organization doesn't allow that or there's no provision to do that i would actually do the same thing with my family why not mm, mm. absolutely so you can go and share with your family members or you can share with your colleagues the next day it doesn't have to be formal training it could be sharing across the dinner table uh, you know stuff like that absolutely so nishant what are signs that you you know you perhaps doing okay with your focus and memory and perhaps that you aren't as bad as you think you are what sort of signs should i be look so <laughs> what should of signs should our listeners be looking for that, that they're doing okay yeah or oh. that you're not as bad as you think you might be because i think sometimes we underestimate and other times we overestimate just how productive we are that's true i mean um i would say this uh, like say for example if you uh, you know many people when it comes to memory they think that oh they forgot uh to uh bring something to work or they forgot a meeting once in a while 
and then they go, oh my God, you know, this is like, you know, I'm into Alzheimer's, or Parkinson's, I need to get uh, the diagnostics done. Well, I think that's, that's actually, you know, overkill because, you know, memory lapses do happen and uh, not all memory lapses are because of memory problems. Many of them are because of stress. Yes. It's so, a really good point. Yeah. So it's, you know, uh, uh, they say that, you know, at the memory, in the memory world, we say that, you know, at least I would like to believe to say that uh, uh, memory and stress, they do not live together. Mm. So, so if you're consistently forgetting uh, things, then of course it's a problem, but you're forgetting once in a while and that's perfectly fine. You don't have to really, uh, t- t- I mean, beat yourself down with that. So I think uh, that that's something that you need to uh, be aware of. Okay, and so that it doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, you're you're not as good as you had been. It might just be that you're going through a patch where maybe you are under a bit of uh, stress or more pressure or um, activity, or you're frustrated a little more than usual. That's right, and also it could be because of lack of sleep that also mm. causes memory and focus problems. Um, so yeah, so, so, so these are the things that you need to look out for. I mean, are you getting enough sleep? Um, are you trying to be happy? <laughs> you need to be happy. Yep. And if you're happy, usually you, may, you will not have as many memory problems or focus problems. Mm, okay. So what's the single biggest mistake or, or misunderstanding you think individuals or organizations make regarding focus and memory? Okay, so uh, because you said focus and memory, so I will yep. split my answer into two sections. So let's first talk about memory and then I'll talk about focus. Super. Uh, so for memory, I think the biggest problem is uh, lack of belief in people's own ability to remember things. Because most people don't have a belief in their own memory. They actually believe that they have a bad memory. And huh. uh, to prove that to you, <laughs> how many times you've seen people start their conversations with this phrase, and the phrase is, let me tell you before I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we we say that all the time. People say that all the time because, you know, it's kind of become a habit that, you know, uh, oh, I mean, if I don't say it right now, I kind of believe that I will forget it sometime later. Mm -hmm. So, So that's the problem. That's the lack of belief. And the lack of belief usually comes from taking no action. Mm-hmm. So people say that, you know, I don't have a good memory, but they don't do much to improve their memory. So the single biz- biggest mistake when it comes to memory is lack of belief. And how do you fix that? Yeah, we'll talk about that subsequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that is about memory. Now, when it comes to focus, I believe that the biggest problem is that people don't see the big picture. So I'll give an example. So what I mean is, you know, when people go to work and let's say if it's a very busy day, and they've got so many tasks on their to-do list and people are thinking, oh, you know, today is a very busy day. I have to really focus. Unfortunately, that doesn't help as much because, you know, if you just wish that, you know, you had a better focus on a busy day, that's not really possible because what is missing is there are people who are missing the big picture. It is important for your brain, for you to train your brain to help you focus on a regular basis. So, for example, I'm talking about getting into discipline, about getting enough sleep for example, or the importance of exercise or the importance of the quality and the priority of the tasks on your to-do list. So you need to work on those things. But if you just say today I have to be today I have to be better on focus, that's not going to work. You need to look at the big picture. Mm. So don't isolate it. Look at it uh, holistically. Holistically, yeah, because it's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the difference is between micro and micro. 
Mm-hmm. So you can't be working at a micro level for focus. You need to look at the big picture and make sure, you know, your brain is in a, uh, is trained enough to be able to focus irrespective of what the situation uh, is at work. Mm-hmm. So I know you alluded to it before, but I can't wait any longer, Nishant. With so much yes. stuff going on around us, do you have some tips to help our listeners be more focused and productive? Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, I would love to do that. And of course, as you can imagine that, you know, memory or focus, there are two big areas. So there's mm. so much I can share, but in the limited time that we have, so I just like to give you a couple of uh, very powerful and very simple to uh, use techniques on for both memory and focus. So let's first start with memory. I think the best tip is to take action. I mean, you've heard about this, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, use it or lose it. Mm. And that is so true when it comes to memory. And the best way to take action on your memory is what I call, it's a technique, it's called pay attention plus test, T-E-S-T. So step number one is pay attention. Step number two is test. So let me give an example, real life examples. For example, names and faces. So when you go out to meeting at a networking event or in a client meeting, so when you hear the person's name, step number one, you have to pay attention to the name. I mean, the sad reality is, you know, I mean, they may not be sad, but the unfortunate thing is uh, when people are hearing the name, they're not really paying attention on the name. Mm. They're paying attention on what should I say next? You know, how am I looking? What should I be speaking about? How should I win this contract? Things about that, but they're not focusing on the most important thing at that moment, which is the person's name. So number one is pay attention to the name. And after the meeting is over, you test yourself. Oh, what was the person's name? Oh, it was Smith. It was Donna. It was Scott. So when you get into the habit of paying attention and testing it afterwards, you're actually training your brain and your brain will start paying more attention because your brain will know that in a moment you're going to test it. Mm. I like right? that. And that's just so simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Yeah. That's, so I'll give you a couple more examples in real life. For example, let's go to meetings, right? So let's say you're going to a meeting. So step number one, pay attention. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at what people are doing. Just really pay attention to what's happening in the meeting. And after the meeting is over, don't just rush off to get a coffee or, you know, uh, and check your email or go to Facebook or WhatsApp. So I would rather just take a couple of minutes, sit in the same place and just test yourself as to, hey, what just happened in today's meeting? Oh, this, this, this. At least, you know, when you just go for a quick recap mentally, that actually makes you more alert. And, you know, the next time you go to a meeting, you'll be much better. Right? So that, that's simple too, a review, a recap, or a, a mental debrief with yourself. With yourself, yeah. That's, so that's the thing. So and the same is true even with reading a book, for example. So reading a book, pay attention. I mean, don't keep your phone nearby. Turn off the notifications. Really pay attention while reading a book. I mean, let's say you read 10 pages, example. After the 10 pages, close the book and just test yourself. Hey, what are the few things that I've learned today? Mm. So, so this could go on and on and on for every situation in your life. Pay attention. Step number one, pay attention. Step number two, test. So when you do that, it's, uh, it's going to be really, really uh, easy. You actually see that your memory is going up. You can now pay more attention and your quality of recall is very high. So that's what I would say for memory section. And I also think that um, it reminds us to be present. Because too often Absolutely. we're not present. We don't actually think about what we're doing, what we're experiencing, and then we live with regret. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's flip this around just for a second. Let's just say that, you know, a person is going into the meeting 
And let's just also say that the boss of that person says, hey, you know what? You're going to this meeting. Uh, after the meeting, I'm going to test you. <laughs> Don't you think this person will automatically pay more attention? Absolutely. Obviously. So why do you wait for your boss to say that? Why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> so that's so that's my thing. Yeah, so that's a, that's yeah a, we're a little, a little scared. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But of course, uh, it's, it's also about improvement, self-improvement. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's about memory. And I think that's the simplest tip I can give you. And that's, I mean, even though it looks simple, please do not get, uh, you know, carried away by the simplicity of it. It really works awesome. Okay. Super. That's the memory. Now let's come to the uh, focus. Now, obviously the pay attention plus test will certainly help you to focus better as well. That's for, that's for sure. In addition to that, I think when it comes to focus, there are three big areas we need to work on. Uh, I mean, I, you know, just a few minutes ago, I told you about the big picture is missing. Mm-hmm. Now, the big picture is the energy, the overwhelm, and the distractions. Energy, what was the second one? The second one is overwhelm or stress. Overwhelm. You know, overwhelmed with so many things in life. So, and the last thing is distractions. So you need to work, you need to be able to attack all these three problems only then you can actually have a very good focus on a daily level. So let's first talk about energy. And, you know, when I talk about energy, I mean uh, physical energy and mental energy. And the best way to do that is getting enough sleep and doing exercise every day. So that's that will take care of the energy. Because, you know, if you don't have the fuel, how do you expect your body to function well? Mm. Right. So, the, I mean, I mean, this is the thing, you know, let's say, for example, you know, uh, you, you, I mean, you won a lottery and the lottery prize was the world's best focus technique. And let's say you really have the world's best focus technique. The secret is revealed to you in an envelope. But the problem is you don't have the energy. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not doing exercise. You know, that tip is not really going to help you that much. Mm. So it starts with the big picture starts with the energy. So again, I'm not an expert on sleep and exercise, but usually they say that you need to get six to eight hours of sleep consistently. And uh, at least you need to exercise about 150 minutes a week. That actually comes down to 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least if not going to the gym, at least, you know, move your body, uh, some kind of brisk walking, exercise, jogging, those things will do. So that's about the energy. The second thing is the overwhelm. So, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to do that. This project, that project, these meetings, so many things going on. So how do you, how do you deal with that? So my suggestion, my technique is the power of three. So this is what I do myself in my life. And I teach in my workshops is have just three big goals for the year. So when you actually have just three big goals, so everything that you do on a daily basis you can actually choose, uh, you can actually think, hey, does this really add value to my big goal that I have for this year? So that's the easy way to make sure and to say no to things that don't add value to our life. So that actually makes you more focused on the things that you need to be doing. So, and also that could be, that could be actually brought down to the weekly level. For example, you can say, what are the three tasks for this week? If I can do these three tasks for this week, you know, I'll be very productive. What would those three be? Or we can actually bring it down to a daily level. Say, hey, you know what? I've got 20 things to do today. But what are the three big items that I need to check off uh, that will make my life very I mean, satisfied for today? So what would those three things be? So first, when you focus on those three things, you know, you'll be more productive uh, than most of the people who are actually working on the not so important tasks for most of the time. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's that's the power of three for overwhelm. And for distractions, uh, my simple technique is uh, it, it's a three steps process. It's called three, 25 and zero. So three is take three breaths. That's what I will do. So let's say now I want to focus on coming up with an article or I, I, I'm, I'm working on a project. So what I'll do is I'll just close my eyes if you can, or you can keep your eyes open. Just take three breaths. That's an indication. You're training your brain that, hey, brain, every time I take three breaths, it's my suggestion. It's my uh, auto suggestion that, you know, the next few minutes I'm going to have high focus. You can train your brain to do anything you want. So it's an association that you actually train your brain with. So that's my association. Three deep breaths means it's focus time. And then 25 means I, I usually work for 25 minutes at one time. So this is called the Pomodoro technique. You know, it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do 25 minutes at one time. Some people do 50 minutes at one time. So the, the objective is to start the timer for 25 minutes and then just keep on working and only stop after 25 minutes and then take a break. But the most important thing is within that 25 minutes, you should have zero distractions. So that's a three, 25 and zero. Zero is a zero distractions. That means in within that 25 minutes, absolutely, there's no place for internet. There's no place for Facebook. There's no place for chatting with people or looking here and there. You have you try to do single tasking and you have world-class focus on just that thing. And after 25 minutes is over, of course, you can do whatever you want to do. But in that 25 minutes, you really protect it, you really guard it to make sure that you know you do your best in that 25 minutes. So you proceed with the day 25 minutes at a time. And you know it's, it's amazing how much more productive we can be if we actually uh, work in 25-minute time chunks. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I particularly love that last one. I've heard of the Pomodoro technique. Um, yeah. And I've tried i've tried that in the past I, I like to think i'm relatively focused and productive given that that's the space i work in um but i really i really like that and three deep breaths sort of uh, is uh, your trigger i guess to your brain yeah, it's trigger. Yeah, i think trigger yeah. is the right word yeah yeah that that this is um it's it's game time i guess like you have your your sports um uh, sports personalities, like I mean, I'm, I'm sure the basketballers in America, you know, they all have pre-game rituals, and the whole uh, idea of that is to get you in the zone. So I guess this is the everyday equivalent of that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting you into into the zone, into your game into time. Zone. Yeah, and it could be as simple as that. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a very lengthy procedure and you know techniques. It could be as simple as that. Mm. Okay, so that was memory, um, action. Yeah, that was mem- and yeah, action, memory, and yeah, memory was action and pay attention and give yourself a couple of minutes after meetings to review, recap or debrief. And the That's focus right. was the three things, energy, overwhelm and distraction. And energy, That's you right. talked about sleep, um, you talked about uh, exercise and um, I would imagine it's the food we consume as well because, of course, if oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you food eat definitely. fried food, you know, your body's <laughs> not going to feel as good as if it ne- eats nourishing um, uh, food that gives it the nutrients it needs. Overwhelm, you talked about the power of three. Yeah. Uh, three big goals, whether it be goals across the year and then broken down into the three goals for the day, etc. And yeah. distraction, the three twenty five zero. I love those, Nishant. They're just yeah. so <laughs> simple um, yeah. and easy to apply. But the trick is in that last step, isn't it? Isn't in the application. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the biggest problem, uh, but people have. But I mean, uh, th- that's also the reason why I try to make it so easy to apply. 
So, uh, I mean, it, it, hopefully, you know, it, it's much easier to apply these simple techniques than, you know, uh, the other techniques which will require more preparation. You don't need any preparation for what I just told you. Yeah. You can just start today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nishant, we've, we've fast run out of time. Um, okay. <laughs> and you've given us some great insights on how to boost your focus, memory, and productivity. Um, if some of our listeners want to get in contact with you or access some of your resources or courses, where should they go? Oh, yeah. My, my main website, it's, uh, it's called uh, remembernishant.com. So it's remember the word and Nishant is my name, N-I-S-H-A-N-T. So remembernishant.com is my website. You get information about most of the work that I do. Uh, but I also have some online courses on how to improve your memory. One of my most popular courses is called Supercharge Your Memory Power. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I am very happy to do for your listeners is I actually can give you a very special uh, discount. <laughs> I think your listeners will definitely like it. So if you can go to, if you can head over to remembernishant.com forward slash Donna forward slash D-O-N-N-A, you'll actually get a link where you can actually get my uh, my entire online course for 50% off. Super. So, that is yeah, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm sure there'll be uh, some of our listeners will want to take advantage of that because uh, I've really loved our, our conversation today. And I know uh, we've met, uh, we met recently at a conference in uh, in Singapore and I really enjoyed your insights and, and how you're so focused on getting your information out and educating people to make life easier, which resonates really well with me. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank, thanks so much for your time and your insights. Uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us for this Expert Insights show. For more information on our services, visit donnahanson.com.au or the three W's, primesolutions.net.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson, helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Expert Insights show. If you've enjoyed the show, why not subscribe via the podcast page on www.donnahanson.com.au or through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn or Stitcher. Until next time, as Donna says, don't forget to work smarter and not harder with technology.